Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. But first, Mono, we like to ask our guests, what okay. is something from your search history <laughs> that is revealing about who you are? Okay. Oh, from my search history? Yes. Oh, I wrote it down. Oh, I remember what I wrote, what it was. Um, um, Rorschach mm-hmm. uh, is hot. Uh, oh, in the new HBO series? No, I mean, historically, all the psychologist Rorschach. Okay. Oh, shit. Herman Rorschach uh-huh. is fucking hot. Really? Yes, Google Herman Rorschach. Some, so of course, some the gay oh, internet. Fuck. The gay internet was like, wait a second. This old timey person was like, and his haircut. Motherfucker looked like Brad Pitt. Yes, he does. Brad Pitt could play him in a movie. What the fuck? Why is his haircut so good? Why is his hair so good? That's like 1920. I think he was born in 1880. Yeah, this is like some time travel, like time traveler. And everyone knows people back then fucking stunk and like they like took showers weekly. But like even his like suit, which is whack, like is like rumpled and like how a cool person would wear it. Right. Like, like the collar is oh, like. I like how someone literally compared him to Brad Pitt in yes. Seven. Yeah. Look at it's... that. He's hot. So I've been obsessed with it. The whole gay internet's losing their mind. Um, <laughs> and theories are going around that he might have not even been that good. But. <laughs> but... <laughs> But like with the bubble episode? The bubble! <laughs> right. Think about it. Like, I think most psychologists are like, oh yeah, like the Rorschach theory is interesting, but it, it, <laughs> it says nothing more than the subconscious exists. He was just so hot, people were like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, oh, great. Yeah, we love it, we love it, whatever the you say. The orange yeah. Gatorade yeah. chicken is my favorite. Orange, yes, from Dirty Rock. My orange chicken, I pour uh, orange, orange Gatorade on it. I'm saying the Rorschach <laughs> ink blot is orange Gatorade it's chicken. It's the orange Gatorade chicken of... Uh, Psych test. Shit, that's a myth too, right there. Right. Boom. Yeah. Myth. Twofer. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, he's really hot. How did you come? <laughs> how did you learn to even have to Google him? Did something come up on it was Twitter some, and you're like, hold up? What's it was going on, on Instagram. Here? Got it. It was on Instagram. It was some stupid funny meme where it was like, you know, like you looking at him? your like something like when you realize your grandpa might have been hot, or it was like <laughs> right, it was right, like. Right. Um, something like that and it was yeah. like uh, there's people freaking out that it was Rorschach himself I was like that's wild let me tell you what I see when I look in this image right a granddaddy <laughs> <laughs> uh, well that is a hall of fame search history right there what is something you think is overrated oh tandem bicycles I had a real good think about this <laughs> oh, wow. oh wow <laughs> sounds like you almost hit somebody in a car if it was riding tandem <laughs> I just, I've never seen someone happy on a tandem bicycle for uh, for the first, for the first 30 seconds a minute, yes. And then after that, the second person behind is like, well, this is shit. This it's like, sucks. I'm just looking at your back. Yeah, I don't right. get to control any of this. I see a lot of tandem bikes near Venice, and right. it always seems like a thing people just do because it's a thing to do, not because it's a thing they want to do. Right. It's like, right. you know what would be cool? Right. Let's ride like tandem bikes like by the beach, like in California style. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. And then they, they rent it out for like a two hours. And I'm like, this is yeah. stupid. Until you have to navigate around people like that. And then there's always like the angry rollerbladers around the Venice boardwalk who are like, get out the way. Right. Um, but, you know. I think there's no joy in tandem bicycles. And I think they should be 
uh, destroyed all of them. Good. Right. I agree it's with not that. fun for the person in the front, or it's not any more fun than would be a single bike. Right, like, like I mean, single bikes. You know, you get to like see each other's journeys, and maybe you follow each other, right, and then yeah. you separate, and you get it's a little freedom. Bit. It's freedom on a. It's freeing on a, when you're on a bicycle, right. yeah. solo. And if one of you falls, the other one can have a hearty laugh. But if right. both of you fall, you're both dead. I guess also too, if you think about it, right? There isn't. What's the benefit to it being a tandem bike? It's not necessarily that like, oh man, you get fucking speed when you got two people. Right. I get like if you're in a canoe or whatever. Yeah, two people are, might be better than one or yeah. something like that. But a bike, I think, aside from just being like, <laughs> it's like right. a double mint gum commercial from right. the 80s. I think that's it. I think it was that double mint gum. I mean, obviously, it wasn't invented for that. But uh, bike technology has always been suspect. They, The first <laughs> bicycle was the penny farthing, was the giant Oh, the big one, penny, penny farthing, yeah. Well, yeah, and then they were like, what if we made them the same size? Wouldn't that be crazy? Oh, get out of here, you yeah. heretic. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, if, uh, if, if it brings you a little joy, uh, my underrated is the penny farthing. Oh, <laughs> wow. uh, Yes. Go uh, on, sir. Uh, that is so on brand. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just thought, you know what, bring them back. They actually bring joy to people. Uh, I feel like, well, at least they definitely bring a joy to me seeing somebody seeing on someone, it because yeah. I think it's so dumb. But it's also penny farthing <laughs> racing. Uh, so in, How, is, in the UK, for example, oh, there is, of right, course, uh, there is penny farthing racing, and then like the the people that watch the racing, they they have bells. Ding, 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 ding. Right, right, it's right. It's very old school and where weird. is it? Is it a specific part of the I'm UK? I'm not that too sure, should? but somewhere with you know where people have been forgotten. Right. right. And do women wear like fascinators too? <laughs> as they, is it like posh or no? Is it very Oh, I don't know. I think there's a nice blend. Yeah. I oh. feel like if I'm going to a penny farthing race and I'm a woman, I'm throwing a fascinator on. Right. You know oh, hell I mean? yeah. Yeah. If people don't know what fascinators are. It's the fancy things you see people wear, like Tiny, the Jubilee, just like yeah. a feathered accessory, Purposeless not non-hat. Hat. Yeah. yeah. But uh, do, does none of the work of a hat, but uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's a gesture towards a hat. It's like having a hat-shaped object pinned I, to the side of your head. Right. Yeah. I just, I just think we should bring it back. You know, the Roaring Twenties are about to come upon us. Oh, and I think right. that would be one of the things. Come that all found. over our face! <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was too much. Uh, cool, but yeah, bring I think, the alarm. I think they're back. Uh, <laughs> I'm still processing what you said, Jack. But um, <laughs> the penny far. Have you ridden a penny farthing before? No, I haven't. I wonder. But, are but they I just? I, I like that they exist. Yeah, yeah. Like, tandem bicycles. I fucking hate them. Wow. The penny, yeah. No, honestly, there's oh, a. Real, I have a real anger. Yeah, no, yeah. Actually, I am seeing a therapist because of the tandem the, bicycles. The tandem, right. And what they have, uh, the effect that they have on me. Yeah. There's penny no farthing. Yeah. There's no name, other. Name, find me one person that looks at a penny farthing and just gets angry. No yeah. one. He won't find a single yeah. person. No, I mean, again, it, it's... <laughs> I think you would, and they would probably be wearing a MAGA hat, like that sort of thing. Like, what is this bullshit? What is this what European is some, like, bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> the thing, though... Oh, wow. There, I'm looking at a video of the City of London's penny farthing race, and these people have, like... They're kind of modern. I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? This ain't your great-great-great-great-grandfather's penny farthing. Huh. This is this like, they look like the they have like graphite frames and shit. Damn, that's a fucking, I just feel like to eat shit on one of these bikes would be so dangerous. Like <laughs> that's, the, that's why it's wonderful. You're hospitalized, guaranteed. <laughs> uh, shit we on a we have card. free healthcare in Europe, so we can take more risks. Yeah. Damn. Um, well, we would do the same thing here. We're just, we're still figuring it out. Maybe that's why you guys have tandem bicycles. Maybe one of you's got healthcare, so at least you <laughs> right. can take the risk of. Then you can lie about who's <laughs> right. one who got injured. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I'm actually. Are, this is hilarious. Are to these live. tall? Are they? Are they tall penny farthings? Yeah, yeah. pretty tall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh, don't they have to be. Yeah, but... that is how. Okay, interesting. Well, shout out to all the pro penny farthers. Being <laughs> wow, <laughs> watching them go around a turn is pretty. Is something else because they're leaning all the way over. I just like to see a, a motorized penny farthing. Yeah, yeah. Which I think in, in the future you of, you often see these big wheeled right. Uh, like sort of vehicles where you yeah. where you enter the wheel and then just ride off in and a you wheel ride off yeah. in that wheel yeah it reminds me of the light cycle from tron yeah legacy hell yeah um <laughs> well what's a myth oh <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is underrated aging Aging. Oh, weirdly, as I've just talked about. From what standpoint? Well, I just, so um, I'm staying at my friend's and he has a roof pool. And I was up there the other day and just, uh, I just sort of packed up my stuff and I was leaving and in came a woman. It was so iconic. I would say she was like late 60s. Um, Her body was incredible. The lips were, I'm going to say, you know, if I was to take a thing away, like a little bit overdone. Uh But she was in the full swimming costume, but she had like a a spritzer. Mm Mm-hmm in one hand, a wine spritzer. And she looked like she was dragging a case in. I was like, oh, she's here with a case. And then it was only as I went past her, I realized that she had her Yorkshire Terrier in the case. And I was like, (laughs) this is my, this Uh, is goals for me. This is that one day, I want to get to my late 60s, be at a roof pool with my white wine spritzer and my tiny dog in a like- Yorkshire Terrier in a (laughs) rolling suitcase? Yeah, yeah, just like a carrier. (laughs) I was was hoping you were going to say the rolling thing was actually a cooler with more wine coolers (laughs) inside or she's like, no, no, no. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Wine party. I was was just like, so iconic. And I think we often look at aging in such a negative way. Yeah. But actually there's something to be said for like letting go of giving a shit about what other people think mm-hmm. of just kind of like living your best life and um yeah yeah i was just like that is iconic i want to be like that that's my you know my goals or dolly parton right who just seems to be there was like a picture of her up on a website the other day one of those awful like i want to say like the daily mail sidebar i don't know what the equivalent of it here would be well people we also check out the daily fail here yeah, for yeah, trash yeah. gossip yeah that's so where it was like our a... uh, ukraine adoption <laughs> story comes from so, <laughs> right yeah. so it was like that and then it had a website called cars and yachts it said underneath and it said click on this this picture of dolly parton without makeup will make you want to skip lunch and i was like no that won't make me want to skip lunch it'll make me want to buy lunch that i paid for myself right you know, you which money i've made from working hard live my dream right. like dolly and yeah. my salad dressing will be the male tears right. of men who are upset that dolly has a bigger yacht and car than they do yeah. like well i think and also those especially those weird clickbait things that are always being served in the bottom of every website it's always just some a nonsense, salacious garbage yeah. that is never actually what it says it is. Right. Like, yeah. it'll, it may just be a photo where it was like her younger, like looking different. And they're like, <laughs> anyway, you clicked. Sorry. Right. We got the ad. We got the click. Yeah. We got the. You had the temerity to age and right. keep living, Dolly. Right. Yeah. But I, to me, so that I was like, actually, I think she's better than she's ever been. She's like had this amazing career. Oh, and, and she's she resurgent. Yeah. She continues to do great stuff. Mm-hmm. And not give a shit what people think. That's why I just think aging. Yeah. And I think all underrated. parts of culture are starting to like kind of come around to her being a national treasure. Like just every like it's not just you know people from Tennessee anymore. I think everybody. Everyone. Well, yeah. I think everyone knows Dolly's. So. She's Dolly. She's the best. She's our Dolly. Um, and yeah, there have been psychological studies that say that people generally like get happier and happier as they age. Um, 
Is that so. as they realize they let go of all the bullshit they thought was yeah, significant I mean, you for their youth? You just learn, right? Like, because you are a learning organism, like as a human being, you get better at doing life, unless you know, unless you don't, in which case you might not make it all long enough to uh, get happier and happier as you age. I think there's a point, and I think that probably happens in your thirties. I think for me it was um, where. Uh, there's a change is it used to be when I was younger, I was obsessed with what everyone else thought about me. And yeah. now I just, it's what do I think? Right. Right. Well, yeah, all that validation has to come internally first, right? Yeah. 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 Cause if you seek it externally and it's, it'll be fleeting. Mm. Uh, should we talk about caffeinated yogurt? Yes. Yeah. Just cause uh, what the fuck? Pro fuel. Oikos yeah. makers of Greek yogurt. They got, yes. Oikos fucking Pro fuel. I don't know why they need that name isn't good, but it is a fucking what they describe as a caffeinated and cultured dairy drink. Notice they can't say yogurt because I'm guessing it didn't reach the technical requirements to be considered a yogurt. Mm. Um, but it's, it's about uh, now it's 25 grams of protein and 100 milligrams of caffeine. I don't know how much. It's How just, much is in a cup of coffee? Uh, in like a standard cup of coffee, it's like 130 or something like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, got caffeine expert here. Yeah. So, a hunt, I mean, so what's that going to... I mean, I guess if you're it's just sensitive, like you get a lightly caffeinated muscle milk, basically. Ugh. But muscle milk, like, is it caffeine intended? is good for working out, so... Are people going to use it, like, as pre-workout? Is that the idea? But you don't, like... Uh, load know. up protein before you work out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think it's for people who I like to have a nice big milkshake before I go for a run. It's like gogurt for adults that scream. <laughs> right, is basically what this shit is. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, man. You, well, because it's like in a, it's like in a bottle that's like shaped so you can just chug it in your fucking commute or whatever. Yeah. So a I guess black if, bottle too, so you know it's made for men. Yeah, it's like it looks like it was designed by the same people who make Axe body spray bottles. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. But the caffeine comes from the flesh of the coffee cherry. Mm. Not the nut that is turns into the bean that we use for coffee. Mm. So what if that means anything to you? Uh great. Yeah. <laughs> but caffeinated I mean, I'll try it because I think it's interesting, but also, there's something odd t- about caffeinated yogurt in general to me. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not really I, sure. I think it's, I think it sounds convenient. Right. It's like how right. like doesn't Soylent have like a caffeinated version? Probably. Have you had yeah. Soylent? Yeah, it's not good. It's fucking it's really really bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like passable. You know what I mean? Like I'm like I get it. If you're like so like fucking every second of my life fucking counts. I'm time to fucking eat. <laughs> I'm time to shit. Right. I'm gonna fucking drink Soylent. That's some sure. Silicon Valley shit. Yeah, that is yeah. some Silicon right. Valley shit. But we're I think it's... optimizing uh, <laughs> the food consumption process. I think it is like just a certain type of person who values different things than right. like right. Uh, taste, human experience, yeah, kind of stuff. But I guess if like your your Lord and Savior is the Almighty Dollar, then like yeah, you're like, dude, I don't have time to fucking look at my kids in the eye, right? Barely, right? I sleep here at Google every day, yeah. Soylent is also like unregulated. They did a uh, dollop what? episode about it. And oh, it's, really? It's a mess, man. They had like the ingredients for it just like sitting out on a, a warehouse floor. What do you mean? Like where they manufacture it? Yeah, they just had like a big pile of it on a tarp on a floor, and like they were people were getting poisoned by it. They were getting like food poisoning from it, and they had to do a bunch of recalls and shit. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So it's so weird that they branded it as like some revolutionary product when it's like their like insure has existed. Just meal replacement, right? right. It's just, yeah. What I think because it was that whole like idea of like 
these rich motherfuckers are are pounding this shit because they can't they don't have time man right so if you're <laughs> broke and an aspiring wealthy person <laughs> right this is for you not the shit your grandma has to drink because yeah. she had a stroke right this is fucking soylent man how do I tell people that I use Apple products with my food? Right. No, I'm sure <laughs> real. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's a little early, but it is time to start thinking about Halloween costumes. Do you guys have yours picked out already? I, oof. I, I dress up maybe every election year. Oh, Roughly, okay. like every, like, four, every years. four years. Half the time, I'm like, man, I'm not going fucking out. Right. Or if I do, then I do some half-ass costume. But it's I, I only catch the true spirit every four years. Yeah. Um. I don't know what I'm going to be. And see, I don't have a family like you, so right. I don't have I don't have no you know kids to be taking around the, <laughs> the neighborhood. Yeah. Do you it's, have a costume, Dana? Oh yeah, I love Halloween. Hell yeah. I have like a different costume every day. Of if, if and also if it falls on a weird weekend where people go out two weekends, yeah. I'll have like I have a costume. So my main one this year that I've started thinking about is: Did you guys see the Normani motivation music video? Yes. Yeah. So I want to do the 1996. Okay. White top. Do you make your own? Oh, yeah, make yeah your own? I make most Damn. of my own stuff. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like down. either like I'll find out or like you know I'm really good with scissors. Um, I do have a sewing machine, so I can do very basic things. Oh shit. Okay. Um, but it looks pretty like sh- like uh almost like tied together yeah, so yeah, i think yeah. it'll be easy and then i just have to spray paint 1996 on there you it. go get your airbrushing um, out yeah and then uh, i don't know when i don't know i'm usually like a cat but i really like Insta- <laughs> when i don't know usually a cat. I'm a cat. Right. But I, I love in uh, instagramming all of halloween weekend nice. oh wow so do you have a entire do you have your uh, costume programming already settled um that's definitely one of them wow. so that's like definitely gonna be one night Okay, damn. Yeah, there will be photos. So. Well, we'll be stay tuned. <laughs> You'll see. Um, yeah, I I more more or less just shoehorned this segment into the episode because Taco Bell just uh, released a bunch of costumes, <laughs> right. and you know I'm I'm from hell, so that's, my blood type is fire sauce or Diablo sauce. Uh, but their costumes are so lazy, but like in the most amazing way, you could be a motherfucking gordita. Right. Okay, not very impressive. <laughs> it looks looks like it's screen printed onto a fucking silk sheet. Uh, they also have it for children. If you want to show people, you really don't care about your child's future. <laughs> and then they have like hot sauce packets uh, for men and women. Yeah. So there's a thoughty version, or it depends on if you want to thought it up. You can make it a little more thoughty, or you can be in a little more generic sauce packet version. Then I kind of started looking at what people are talking about in terms of the shitty costumes. There's a hot Mister Rogers. Mm. <laughs> Is there any other type of Mister Rogers? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay. Point man. taken. Uh, that is just Snack. basically like Daisy Duke shorts um, and red sweater, red sweater and uh, like like a playmate collar with a tie. Wait, did he rock a tie? I don't know. This is what they're calling it. You know what no, I mean? No, he did. Yeah, he wore a tie. He always wore a tie? I okay. think okay. so. I can't. I, in my mind, um, I just think of his With no shirt voice. underneath? Just a tie? <laughs> yeah, just that? a tie on the back. <laughs> just no practical chest. purpose for right. it. Right. Like, yeah. She's also wearing high heels where like his whole thing was that he would sit down and take his uh, sneakers, sneakers off. Sneakers off. Yeah, yeah, well, look. Come well, on. she'll probably take those off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was another one I just saw that just was a dress that had dollars printed on it. And it just said, tariff. Spray yeah. paint on the is front. Is that a political costume? It must be, but it, it's, it's like a making... political cartoon. It's like <laughs> one of those things that like has like a bag with like an elephant sitting on it, and it's like the country, right? <laughs> like all these. Like... Here's your tariff, right? No. I, uh, I mean, I'm curious to know who that appeals to. Like, someone goes, "I want a sexy costume that is going to make commentary about our trade war with China." 
Right. Like, where's that Venn diagram? <laughs> yeah, overlap? it's just like ran. Like they were like, what? What else is topical? Tariffs. Tariffs. Well, fucking. Just write tariff on our dress. What happened to that dollar dollar bills y'all dress we had from last year? <laughs> all right, all right. Re- reprint last those. Year. <laughs> reprint those with tariff on the front. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Normani's a great, like, timely, zeitgeisty costume. Well, and she's like, you're younger than me, so it's like a fun. Got it. Oh, nice. You're like, yeah. actually, not I'm, really. I'm, I'm not really born in '96, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Come you know, pretend. we do what we got to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wait, you were born in '97. I was born in '95. '95. You're 95. older. I'm I'm older than Normani. Oh, I thought you said you're, tragically you're for me. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, how are you so dealing with old? that? I had no idea. <laughs> how are you dealing with that? Not well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard. Does that motivate a lot of your comedy? Uh, feeling old or yeah, or just like how in close comparison you are to, to Normani. Um, yeah, I think I, well, I also, I have a sister. She was born in 2002, so she's not even 18 yet. Right. And she's like really famous on Instagram. Yes. Very funny. So, um, this, that's a, you know, a huge part of, uh, <laughs> my own brand. Yeah. My own, yeah. My own in relation to your sister. Yes. Really, yeah, right. She's seven years younger than me. That's I think I saw the, one of the first tweets I saw from you was uh-huh. about your sister and that you had an ex-boyfriend who kept asking you. Her birthday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you had to break up <laughs> That was with my him. first big tweet ever. Oh, was it? Yeah. There you go. Uh, making making moves out here. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll keep covering, like, I think I think Halloween, like, topical Halloween costumes is a good way to just sort of monitor the Zeit gang. <laughs> see what Yeah. Or monitor the zeitgeist, what not would, the Zeit gang. We don't monitor you guys, I, I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But please download the uh, download the iHeartRadio app. App. Mm-hmm. Yes. And listen exclusively through there. And leave it open if possible. Yeah, and just allow in the micro- background. allow microphone <laughs> and camera access. And if you could just describe like your purchasing habits, that would be dope. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think what would be the most 2019 costume. I mean, tariff is like a good example of the sort of thing. Yeah, it's like but it's... some shit from uh I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some political ones about, you know, like ICE agents and then, oh you know, people God. being held in kids and cages. Dude, a Smirnoff shit. ICE agent? Oh, shit. I mean, I think that's a little too... A little too wacky. Creative to okay. be a thing that a lot of well, people... Well, one year are I was with. Pharrell Williams Wallace... <laughs> and I was Pharrell mixed with William Wallace. You just had a Pharrell hat. With- I had that big ass like fucking Vivian Westwood hat. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, blue face paint. With like a bape shirt and a kilt. Hell yeah. Anyway. I'm out here doing the Lord's work. just an excuse to show off those legs, man. Yeah, right. yo. <laughs> to anything to rock a kilt. Hey man, those quads, man. You can see all four of them. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right, let's talk about how the millennials killed the Amtrak dining car. Yeah, so time for uh, my generation to sea walk all over another grave. Yeah. We've done it, millennials. Hell yeah. This time, we killed the Amtrak dining car. No! Now, for those of you who are not familiar with the Amtrak dining car, it was- most of the country. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, our parents know. Right. Our grandparents know. Because they weren't serving avocado. Because I know (laughs) you guys are like- yeah, the where's the avocado? <laughs> Burn the fucking thing down. Uh, they, you know, uh, who would have thought that uh, the most broke generation might not be into the white tablecloth service of an Amtrak dining car when you're on a train? Um, but again, 
the what's interesting about this is that the whole millennial angle came from the person at Amtrak who was in directly in charge for the health of, of this it. car. Right. right. So uh, this guy named Peter Willander said some people really like the dining car and viewed as sort of a nostalgic train experience. Pivot to some people, especially our new millennial customers, don't like it so much. They want more privacy. They don't want to feel uncomfortable sitting next to people. Uh-huh. Okay, that's that's through all of your analysis. That's what it was. Yeah. So will people not be able to buy food on? Oh trains? come on! This is America, baby. They're gonna sell you okay. whatever the fuck they can. Got what they're doing. What's funny is the move that they're doing is actually saving the company money. Right. Uh, because what they'll do is basically make it like a pre-order system, right. where before you get on the train, you say, "I would like microwaved to hell pasta." Right. And then you can pick it up and eat it. Uh, shamefully at your seat. Yeah, so is this like a first class dining thing in the Amtrak? No, no like anyone no, can just you, you can access it. Oh, okay. Yeah, if, no matter like, where you are. What if there was a part of the plane where you could get your plane food and like sit with other plane passengers? But right. it's like that level of like uh, culinary excellence right. is plain food. It's plain food, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's you not can good. Eat this food miserably on your own in yes. your. Car yeah. or your room, or feel like or you're you in could the... with strangers. Yeah, right. like Orient Express yeah. nostalgia. Because if it was like an upgrade, it would be different. Because we have that on the we have the um, I get on the the night train, the overnight trains. God, what are they called? Why can't I think of the name of them? To Scotland and back. It used to be the, the GNER, the sleeper trains. Ah, get sleeper. the sleeper trains. Yeah. So you get like a little berth to yourself. But then there's also a dining car that you can go out into, and you can have whiskey, and it's got a bar, and you can have yeah. And so people are a bit more sociable in that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. the same. It's yeah. the same kind of thing, but but it is. Is there a bar in the Amtrak? Uh, well, you can buy like little bottles of liquor there. Oh, I've definitely gotten drunk get in my <laughs> share of uh, dining cars. Feeling like a giant. Yeah, you're tiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, oh, what's happening oh, to me? <laughs> five. Oh, oh, it's like, no, sir, you've had your ninth little whiskey bottle. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Uh, but, so it's a similar thing then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same yeah. Deal. But I think, you know, I don't know. I like the idea of the dining car, but I think ultimately when you're on a train, it's like, I'll just sit here. I'm so used to like plane travel or something else where right. like everything's done at my seat. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, RIP. I mean, instead of having drinks with people, they're having drinks and going on Tinder. Yeah, exactly. They're uh, watching their TV shows on Tinder. Streams. Watching the TikToks. <laughs> uh, uh, let's talk about affirmative action, uh, but for rich white kids, mm-hmm. we mentioned this a little bit in the past that, uh, you know, college sports, we think of, you know, college basketball, college football, because those are watchable. Um, but there's all these other, like most college sports, uh, at any given college, uh, are, Sports like, you know, lacrosse and rowing and mm-hmm. other things that, <laughs> uh, that you have to have a lot of money to do, right, to right, play. Right. And so uh, it ends up being a, uh, somebody described it as affirmative action for rich white kids. Oh, by playing one of these like non-big three type sports? Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, it's also like not super competitive. It's just like you go to a prep school like in the Northeast where this sport is actually played. Sick at the regatta, dude. Squash. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sailing and squash were like easy ways that people. There's collegiate squash. Yeah. I I love squash. I do love a game of squash. Yeah. Um, It's basically like racquetball with a deader ball, I believe is. 
You mean less bounce, less yeah, less bounce. Like deader. It's yeah. like a pop deader racquetball. We don't really do racquetball term. in the UK, but we do squash. Do you? Yeah, makes sense. But there's yeah. lots of you know posh, yeah. fancy schools there, so that I didn't know that's where it came from. I feel like I'm really subverting it being a working class state school girl <laughs> playing squash. Yeah, hell yeah, that's like the number one street sport in the UK is squash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah. You go to any council housing, you'll see it. Yeah. yeah, just wild squash games happening. <laughs> you can hang out on my block, but you got to play me for it. Whoa. And it's a <laughs> game of squash. Anyways, so because uh, Harvard was sued over their admissions policies, we got a peek into their numbers, and it's pretty shocking. Yeah, a lot of the data came out as evidence uh, because this woman said the admissions process was unfairly discriminating against Asian applicants. That's right. And so- Harvard, they're like, okay, well, we need to see the data so we can begin to kind of assess this. The data became public, but unrelated to that, these researchers started combing through the data. And uh, wow, there's a, I mean, I don't know if you'll believe this about Harvard University, but I just, from what they found from 2009 until 2014, they found that 43% of the Caucasian applicants accepted at Harvard were either athletes, legacies, meaning their parents had gone there, or children of donors and faculty. Only right. about a quarter of those students would have been accepted to the school without those admission advantages. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is that legal? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I know there's been this whole, obviously there's been this whole admission scandal right. sort of thing. The pro Yeah. So what those people did was pay somebody directly. To change the scores. To change the scores or to. Bribe people. Bribe people to pretend like there was a tiny bit of artifice, whereas this is just how America works. Yeah, this it's is just, just like the networking. Right. Yeah, it's, where it's like their yeah. grandparents paid somebody a long time ago. I mean, that's to, the same as, you know, yeah. that's why um, before we started the podcast, I was sort of saying in the UK, if you fail, if you're a posh white man and you fail, you just fail upwards relentlessly fail up. until you're prime minister. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's so, right. Yeah. So, so that's the same there. I mean, if you like Eton has that and, yeah. you know, George W. Bush was kicked out of the White House for being too drunk one time. And like that, that is something that would be life defining for most people. Right. Uh, for him, it was like a bump in the road that let him know it was time to turn it around and, uh, you know, become president. Yeah. When you look at sort of the mix too, like at first I was like, well, surely this doesn't just apply to the Caucasian students. This like being a legacy or faculty <laughs> or donor, right? Like that should be everyone if you're giving money or legacy. Okay, well, so if you break it down again into the, like four racial categories, 27% of white students were likely to be legacies, only 5.8% for black students, 95 for Hispanic, and 11.0 for Asian students. Mm. So at best, it's over twice as much as the closest. Right. So, so that's it almost, families, families who went to yeah, Harvard. Yeah. Right. right. Or, or, but they also include like uh, the dean's interest list or, fac or people who are children of faculty. Yeah. There's right. like all sorts of ways they find to let people in who they're essentially doing a favor for like their parents or something. There's uh, one thing that you can do where like a student can apply, but then take a year off. So they become like part of the next year's class. I think we uh, talked about um, and it's just, I don't know. I don't, for whatever reason that makes it easier for you to get in. But I know kids who did that to specifically go to Harvard. Huh. Um, say so you're super talented. How many scholarships are there now for like, are there that are not sports based? Say you're super, super clever and you come from projects or social housing or 
like, and you scored off the charts on your SATs, that's what you call them here, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. What are the chances of you then getting into somewhere like Harvard? I mean, if your scores are good, there's definitely a chance. I think at that point, it's then about how you come up with the money for tuition. Right. And some people might get an academic scholarship. They might get it from outside groups that they can apply to to get a lot of their tuition paid for. But it's not, I mean, it's hard to, I would, it'd be hard to say that Harvard's admission, admissions process is meritocratic in any way. Right. It really seems like this puts a lie to the idea that they're having to bend over backwards to let in, you know, people who are from a different class or people who are, you know, not who are from disadvantaged backgrounds. It seems more like they're bending over backwards to let in the children of people who they know. Right. Average white, average yeah. white. Yeah. Dudes average normally. white dudes. Like all <laughs> those average, like a third, essentially what this means is a third of Harvard's Caucasian students don't deserve to be there. And so in place of that third, uh, you put like people who, despite like, you know, having gone to, uh, you know, not prep schools, they, they went to public schools, God forbid, uh, you know, they get into Harvard instead of that third, like right. we have a better country in general. I was going to say, isn't that better for everyone? Yeah. That you're better putting the, the bright sparks and the brains and the the the, the smart people, right. the talented people in here. And more yeah. diverse mix of people from different social backgrounds. Right. You know? yeah. And I think that's the thing, because they do point out that even if you took away all those advantages for those certain things, like legacy students, faculty, kids of faculty or whatever, it's not going to, it wouldn't change the amount of uh, Caucasian students that were admitted but it would create a much more economically diverse class. Right, right. And I think that's the thing is like you go to Harvard and if you go to Harvard Business School, like you're just in like predatory capitalism shark school. Right. Uh, exactly. And you're not and you're meeting other people who are like being like, yeah, man, we're just going to fucking make a ton of money. And right. Whatever. Yeah. You're joining a club that it has access to insane amounts of power. And I mean, uh, in addition for to it just being easier because they're friends with the parents of these kids it's hard not to think that there's some design some overall design to this that like you don't let the poor kids in because the poor kids then might like have a lot of power and start giving money back to other poor people Mm -hmm. instead of you know playing by the rules yeah the social dynamics and the the hierarchical structures that exist. I mean, it's wild to me that there is an interview portion of the like admissions process where they're like, okay, but what is their like socialization? Like, do they know how to act? Right. Like when, you know, it's more like, well, they're polished to know how to do a given interview. You have test scores, you have your application, like essays, you have your grades, and then you have an interview where previous graduates sit down and like look you over and decide how they feel about you. Right. What like, you're wearing, how you sit. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, the question should be like, you're in a life raft and right. there are two people in the water. Right. One is an elderly billionaire right. who's lived a full life. He's 97 years old and he says he promises to make you wealthy beyond your wildest dreams if you just pull him into the boat. There's only room for one person. The other person is a disadvantaged uh, asylum seeker from a country where they're, they're fleeing persecution. Who do you pull into the boat? What do you do? Um, the billionaire. Okay, great. Welcome to Harvard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back.
And we're back. What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? I just looked up creme de la mer. Mm. Creme de la mer. Yes. Which is... The skin cream? The skin cream, because I was... Of a horse? <laughs> the sea, Jack. Of the sea. Oh, sea. Of the sea. Le mer. Cream of the sea. Oh, right. that sounds... Yeah, yeah, weird. Cream of when the sea. Cream yeah. of the sea sounds cream like of someone a horse masturbating. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. That true. or like when uh, when you're by the shore and like the the waves are like frothing. Yeah, that's yeah. in my mind. I think that would be cream of the sea. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. the white in the white caps. I sure. I yeah. instantly went sexual and gross. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was just trying to think of what that would look like and. Yeah, I prefer the foam, but yeah, yeah it would yeah, equally foam, be yeah. Sea cum. Let's yeah. just go there. Sea cum, yeah. which is I think we described oysters as being like the sea ejaculating in your mouth. Oh, at did one we? Point. Yeah. Oh, maybe the yeah. briny taste of an oyster. <laughs> anyway, we digress. <laughs> so we're thinking of creme de la mer. Okay. <laughs> Side note: I do like to uh, pee in the sea when I'm in it, just to mark my territory. There you yeah, go. I feel like other animals should <laughs> well, know. Like this is my yeah. bit. Uh, so I was looking it up because it popped into my mind an ad popped up on my computer for it I have used it and then I had this kind of memory about a friend of mine my friend Ash about 10-15 years ago so I was looking up creme de la mer because I was looking up the current price and I'm pretty sure when we were first talking about it it was about £150 and I said mm. to my friend Ash this this cream is £150 because it's got seaweed in it. And he went, go swimming in the sea, you cunts. Oh. Was his response <laughs> nice. to, to people who spent £150 yeah. on Grand Which is like, what, like around 190 almost yeah. of our US yeah, dollars. That's a, that's a lot. How how big is is it uh, like a swimming pool worth of the creme de la mer or how much how much are we talking? I don't know. It's like a little tub, oh, maybe wow. a couple of hundred mils. Wow, you're making a slider sized. Uh, hand yeah. Gesture. Oh yeah, that's hockey a good point. puck. Even realizing yeah. that people can't see what I'm doing. Yeah, hockey puck. Yeah, so hockey maybe puck. a bit deeper. Deeper than yeah, deeper, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a, and What's, I think it's more than a 150 now. I think it's probably a couple of hundred. What mm. is the secret of the sea exactly that makes it so indispensable? Um. I, it's the seaweed, I think, has like massive healing properties. I mean, I think originally the cream was actually developed by a Swiss doctor who was working on burns mm -hmm. and developed it to work on people's skin who'd had like burns. Interesting. He's oh, like, here we go. Creme enough of helping these poor How much is that saying victims. it is now? 180? 180. 180 USD. For okay. how much? For what size? For a... For what looks like a chapstick. Yeah. A one ounce. One ounce? An ounce. 180 oh. an ounce. How does that compare to, to weed? street value of cocaine? Uh, well, depends on where you get it. Right. Um, but I wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> um, do you, do you, but for weed, that's uh, it's, it's more expensive than weed. Well, it depends on what state. Again, it's I about mean, is what's it gonna, legal. Is it going to help your skin, though? Weed, no. No. No, it will help your appetite, and it will help your mouth get very dry. Yeah, yeah. Those are about the things. Or And you'll have a panic attack about maybe you know, something that's meaningless. Uh, but Do you guys no. moisturize? Uh, I started, uh, my partner, Her Majesty, began telling me I should really give a fuck about my skin more because I was relying on my black and Asian-ness to not have a routine aside from washing it. And she's like, you should use this. Use this after you wash. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Uh, so I'm uh, I'm not good at it, but I've, right. been, I've been told I should start thinking about it. Right, and I try to or try to remember to use. You look super young, if that helps. So. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's it's this damn this biracial <laughs> shit going on. These damn 
perfect <laughs> genetics. Damn, parents yeah. of mine. Miles has incredible skin. Uh, one time, actually, uh, a fame, a celebrity makeup artist said I had great skin, and I used that to never moisturize my face again. Yeah. I held on to that to be like, I don't think I need to do anything. I feel like I had a small skin victory this morning because I actually washed my face before putting on moisturizer, which I had been just putting moisturizer on and then without washing, washing your... my, without washing oh, my wow. face. My wife was like, what are you doing? And yeah, it I... did turn my face very greasy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, just the, on top of the morning. Yeah, the yeah, morning, yeah. Like you're already nice secreting oils of... as you sleep. Yeah, I you you want when you like wipe your face on something for that thing to immediately become see-through. Right, exactly. Think, Do the see-through test. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm so pleased that I've got, I've come on and I've got guys talking about skincare. Yeah. yeah. This is like my dream. You have great skin, by the way. Thanks. Yeah. You've Wonderful. Got What's your skin? How many, how many stages do you use? for a white. <laughs> <laughs> for an how, Anglo. How, yeah. how, what do you say? What do I use? Yeah. How many um, stages of skincare are there? Oh, I like, I've, I've, I used to go to sleep in my makeup all the time. Because I liked uh, waking up looking fuck smudged, as I described <laughs> it. Um, uh, but um, but yes, um, I, I used to. I used to. But now, as I've got a bit older, um, I've decided that I should be like, I'll just use a face wash or wipes to take it off at night. And yeah, I turned forty last year, so I've started throwing money at my face a bit more in terms of mm-hmm. expensive creams. Does that work? I don't know. It's more about it's more about the texture, I suppose, of the cream and stuff, and how makeup sits on top of it and stuff like that. Mm. But I just I never really used to use a separate eye cream, which you know I got shouted at. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's all skin, isn't it? It's all on my face. Yeah, exactly. That's where that's where I think I get hung up. I'm like, (laughs) ain't it all the same thing? Right. It's like, oh no, skin around your eyes is very different. So I think SPF is probably the thing that I've been trying to do more. More than anything else, yeah. is protect it from the sun. From the sun, yeah. Because yeah. I think that's the big, uh, that's the big aging. Yeah, yeah. Thing. step one. And sorry, just going back to your friend's comment. Uh, so in the Queens, would cunt be between like asshole and bitch? <laughs> somebody calling you that? Because I think if I called my friend bitch, it would still even like be a little bit more offensive than that sounded. Than cunt. Yeah, then it sounded coming from her friend to her. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't to me calling me a cunt. It was just saying the people that buy it go okay. swim in the sea. You, you cunts. cunts. Oh, yeah, got it. Okay. It's a plural, a plural yeah. cunt. There we like, go. stop being dicks. Yeah. Um, but also, it is much more, cunt is much more of a term of endearment in the UK yeah. than it is here. I don't know whether we can keep these hard season. You might have to edit them no, out. Right. No, we do, you know, because it's a learning lesson <laughs> for yeah. everyone involved. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.